NFR Extra follows all your favorite cowboys, interviews legends of rodeo, and talks to the best of country music. Follow Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Godert every week as they delve deep into the stories behind the road to gold in Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo. It's revealing, comedic, and sometimes emotional. Find it on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. NFR Extra. All dirt, all rodeo, all year. We were still our team, and and like Robert won the world in '90 and '91, mm-hmm. and then I won it in '92. You know, so as long as one of the four of us was in it there for '93, you know, it didn't happen that way. Yeah. But you know, but that was what we're striving for. But you know, I would, I did, uh, you know, I wouldn't expect that I. I mean, I didn't ever feel that I had to win the one. You know, I didn't yeah. have to win the next one. Yeah. But. I'm sure gonna try to. Yeah, sure. You know, so that's so, interesting. So to me, it, I, I didn't. I don't feel that it changed from one year to the next year. I still wanted to win a world title. Nice. Or else I wanted one of these guys to. Yeah. You know, so it was just just doing the same old deal, just taking care of your end and and doing what you could and and doing what you can to help them. Wow. Yeah. NFR Extra episode 97. This is an NFR throwback to the 2019 Wrangler National Finals Rodeo when we caught up with Pro Rodeo Hall of Famer and five-time world champ saddle bronc rider, Billy Etbauer. Billy shares his historic run of 21 straight NFR, a saddle bronc riding record of 51 total NFR go-round wins, and his brotherhood with Robert and Dan. Like Trevor Brazil, Etbauer transcended the three million mark in earnings. He was the first to reach the mark in one event. He finished his career with a total of three million, 15,000 in final earnings. Enjoy our conversation with Billy Etbauer. In Las Vegas, December can only mean one thing. The Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. The NFR is the culmination for the top contestants in the world seeking to share the $10 million purse and the coveted gold buckle. For fans, Las Vegas transforms into the greatest Western party in the world with the NFR experience, which features Cowboy Christmas, the Junior World Finals, nonstop entertainment, custom viewing parties, and so much more. Follow all the action at nfrexperience.com. Great moments, great champions, great memories. There's only one NFR, there is only one Vegas. Hi, I'm Ryder Wright, world champion Saddlebunk Rider, and this is NFR Extra. Five-time world saddle bronc riding champion Billy Epauer was born in Huron, South Dakota and is the middle son of three boys who were all first-class saddle bronc riders. Epauer traveled, shared resources, and competed with his brothers Robert, Dan, and friend Craig Latham. As a team, the three brothers and their friend are responsible for 52 NFR qualifications. All three brothers were inducted into the Rodeo Hall of Fame. Billy qualified for the NFR 21 consecutive years, winning 51 rounds, an unbelievable record. He was clutch in the 10th round of the NFR, winning at least nine times. Record-tying rides on Kessler Championship Rodeo's Cool Alley brought him the last of his five championship buckles, a record surpassed only by Casey Tibbs and Dan Mortensen. He was 41 years old at that time, making him the oldest rough stock world champion. Billy Etbauer 
Welcome to the show. Well, thank you guys. Good to be here. I you appreciate bet, it. little Bill. We're Man. glad to see you, buddy. This yeah, is yeah. awesome. Man, this is cool. I never got to just visit with you. No, I, I tell you this, Billy. I, I, you know, I've been working. I worked at the Thomas Mack Center when you were you were doing your runs, and your name and just when I, for me personally on the fan outside, whenever I hear Billy get your gun, right? <laughs> so I love that song growing up. I love Bon Jovi. Love those movies. I grew up on that stuff. But now it added more because I understood the rodeo, the NFR, and knowing when you ride. Now I know when I hear that song, I think a couple things. I think of Emilio Estevez and Young yeah. Guns and all that movie. But then I think of you. And I think about what, you know, the table you've set, kind of the, the, the efficiency that you work at. What, what does Vegas mean to you when it comes to rodeo, everything you've done? I mean, is Vegas something special in your heart? Well, sure. I, it, uh, to go, to be able to rodeo for as long as I have, thank God for that. And, you know, just, uh, the way the sponsorships have come on, you know, express ranches, I would have never been able to go, um, as near as long as I did with, you know, of course God and then, and then, but you know, th- like that, that's, yeah. I figured that's where express come from and, and, uh, you know, and then just the whole family, but having that money better, uh, to just be able to make a living doing it, you know, and there's just more people into it. And that's just like Bob, he's got a, uh, Mr. Funk with Express. That's it. He's got just a yep. big old heart and, and he's there for the cowboy and to help rodeo. And, and he's just the, the cowboy life, you know, and, and you, when you put that many great people together that, that love the sport and, and the whole living of it and trying to be able to make, let help a cowboy make yeah. a living, you know, you can't say enough about what everybody has done for us. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I want to read this off because I think this is this some stuff going on in the NFL that, that correlates here. You're kind of like Tom Brady. <laughs> let, me read, let me read this off. Ed Bauer won his last world championship at 41 years, 11 months of age, making him the oldest rough stock cowboy ever to win a gold buckle. That's cool. But what, like, sir, what? There's a couple things we can talk about that. How in the heck did you keep your body together, getting your forties, just like Tom Brady? What have you done to keep yourself? I mean, you look great right now. I mean, you're sitting here talking to us. I mean, you're. What have you done? I could get on. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, it. Uh, you know, it, I, I guess uh, I, I I wrestled through high school. Nice. You know, and uh, you know, like Rob was saying, like I boxed when I was a little bitty. Of course, I was. Nice. You know, I wasn't any taller than a grasshopper. You know, yeah. I got whipped on. <laughs> and even in the wrestling, I got whipped. You know, I basically yeah. got whipped on my whole life. You know, and but I was basically always fit. You know, yep. I always kept limber and you know was stretching all the time and and i wasn't afraid to go out and run five miles and stuff like that and and uh you know i guess probably when i first started it was a little bit younger before they really got to exercising and stuff you know Mm. and uh and i did some of that but really then i just probably thought i was bulletproof and but i ruptured a disc in my back in 92 oh wow and so basically from from that point forward then it was if I wasn't exercising, once they finally figured out what was wrong with me, you know, I was I was very blessed to be able to even make the finals that year. Oh man! But, and then the guy that I had that was my therapist, you know, they had told my wife Holly that you know I wouldn't rodeo another five years, you know. So, and yeah. that's what like picking up Express, Express picking me up to be able to get on a plane and you know go to the rodeo, sleep in a hotel bed, get up in the morning do all my exercises and everything so it didn't matter what was going on that day i was doing my exercises and take care of my body and to be able to keep going because if, yeah. if it wasn't for 
with with everything you know and even even the you know the between the family and and friends and and bob you know it never i never would have been able to keep going so yeah. it's just being able to stay fit and 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 keep working at it so the that billy run great. could not have happened if you didn't start taking care of yourself back in the early 90s oh, man right. well thank goodness you did yeah well yeah i'd have been done a long <laughs> time ago because yeah I, I, you know i was probably off better than three months you know because from 92 to the point that bob picked me up in 96 you know i was probably home at least two months three months out of that year that you would normally be rodeoing because i'd get in the car and i'd start driving and then pretty soon i was you know three rodeos i was back home because nice. i couldn't even walk around because it was you know, you basically couldn't feel your legs. You know, I mean, I could walk around in that, mm-hmm. but you right. just—I, I, or at least I wasn't tough enough to take it. You yeah, know? that's the yeah. traveling. The 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 eight seconds of the the rodeo and that part's so it's not the hard part. It's the getting yeah. there. Oh yeah, that's the easy part. Yeah, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high and pressurized. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to do it. And that, that's great. I'm glad he came. He has been great, Mr. Funk. His he for what he's done. I mean. It, with you guys and, and the whole bunch. That, that is amazing. That's a good testament. And that's why Billy's so cool. He doesn't forget that kind of stuff. It ain't him. You know, it was a, that was a partnership. Yeah, well, and he, even today, you know, I mean, I could just as well be just another guy, another old guy out there trying to make a living, you know, but Bob's still hanging with us. And, and you know, to be able to try to fulfill – you know, he already basically helped me fulfill my dreams, you know. Mm-hmm. Now my wife and my daughter and my boys, you know, so he's trying to to help them, you know, be able to fulfill their dreams, let alone like the Wright boys, you know, mm-hmm. any of the PBR boys. He's just trying to help the Cowboy, uh, just like the WCRA and everything. They're just He's just trying to put more money in there to make a better living for the nice. Cowboys. Thank but, goodness that he's come our way. Yeah, I would. So, okay, you got brothers Robert and Dan. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, honorary brother Craig Latham. Yep. What's up with Saddle Bronc and Brothers? Seriously. I, they're the original rights. You know what I mean? They I mean, that's the original I, needed yeah, that's why I bring this to get up. there. Yeah, yes. well, you got the Crawley Brothers, right? I mean, they... What like why is it like that? What how does that happen? I mean, I, I'm not asking to define it, but like there's something there. Yeah, you don't see it in the bareback no. riding. No, but well, every once in a while in the bull riding here, obviously, but you just don't. Slim, but nowhere near like this. No. I mean, where these guys all win. Yeah, I well, it's it's a uh, it's a team effort when you get all done. You know, um, for everybody to be able to get along mm-hmm. and and stay focused with each other. You know that I'm riding for you. You're riding for me and. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're helping that person get to that, try to get to that next step. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I, I wanted to win every time, but, you know, I'd basically about give up a rodeo, uh, a world title if Craig and Danny could both have That's one. That's cool. You know, so yeah. they're, and, and the right boy's going to be the same way, but you still got to be able to get along. Yeah. You know? And, you know, just because somebody thinks one way doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't have to be your way, you know, but you've yeah. all got to be trying, pushing towards that dream. And, you know, even if they don't like what I say, I'm going to tell you what I think. Yep. And you don't have to take the heart or, <laughs> or you can, you yeah. know, but I'm, I'm, you know, and that's just like if somebody tells me something, you know, if, if I really feel it's going to help me in my game then I'm going to go ahead and do it. But other than that, then I can just brush it off the side of the sidewalk and and just see what happens after that. You're listening to NFR Extra with our guest, Billy Edbauer. Let's take a quick break. NFR Extra. 
Orchestra follows cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind the road to gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. Hi, I'm world champion Jacob Scrawley, and you're listening to NFR Extra. Billy Etbauer's NFR Highlights Reel in Las Vegas isn't a moment, it's a documentary. The South Dakota native won five saddle bronc riding world championships in 1992, 96, 99, 2000, and 2004. Just one gold buckle shy of saddle bronc riding's all-time record held by Casey Tibbs and rival Dan Mortensen. Among Etbauer's most memorable feats, Etbauer won his last world championship just a month shy of his 42nd birthday, making him the oldest roughstock cowboy ever to win a gold buckle. How about 21 straight trips to the NFR? He qualified every year from 1989 through 2009. And then there is Cool Alley. Billy and the legendary Kessler Bronk collided twice on the Thomas and Mac Dirt. The first, round five in 2003. He established a new arena record of 93 points. 93 points for Billy Billy and Cool Alley would match that 93 one year later in round number 10. Billy didn't just win the round, he won the world championship that year to boot. Billy, Cool Alley, Billy, will stay there, Billy, oh! And those were just two of Ed Bauer's astounding 51 total NFR go-around wins, which is the saddle bronc riding record. Only Trevor Brazil, and Cody Old have more in FR success. And maybe the most incredible stat of all, Billy Atbauer is a $3 million cowboy, and more than a million of his career earnings came right here in Las Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo. Billy Atbauer was inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in 2012. Billy Atbauer here on NFR Extra. Do you and your brothers compete? Is there, is, I mean, like when you're like when you're growing up, is, was there a lot of competition? Well, I would, I, you know, the age gap, you know, yeah. I mean, I would probably say you're you're somewhat competing, but just like Robert being older and and kind of the way our deal was is, uh, I mean, guess when we were little, you know, between like we all boxed, yep, a little bit, oh, you nice. know, we all wrestled, <laughs> you know, but when when uh, one and I graduated. Uh, from high school, then Danny, actually your Danny was going from, that's what it was, Danny went from eighth grade into high school, mm-hmm. then mom and dad had went to Wyoming. Mm. So Danny did all his high school years in, in Wyoming. So we wasn't, you know, I wasn't around him for yeah. all his high school years, basically. You know, so he just had people out there helping him get to going or keep on going yeah. and, and doing whatever he wanted to do there. So, you know, it was just, you just kind of live with what you've got and, and what's happening and, you know, we had a we had a great life, and it, it's sure fun when when you can get everybody together and and uh, 
I guess it, we all just love being cowboys. Yeah. yeah, I remember these. Uh, one of my favorite memories was down in, in Florida. You guys all showed up down there, and every one of them had their jacks, and they all just sit in this little semicircle, and everybody. That was the coolest thing to see the boys <laughs> there. You know, yeah, you weren't going to win any money. You might as well enjoy just hanging out. Well, are oh, you that Bauer Brothers here? Yeah, like, oh, oh, man. crap. Thank goodness I rode bareback, so I didn't the have wrong to, rodeo here. Yeah, and every one of them. <laughs> gosh, I bet your mama's proud. That's good. So. Well, that it, just like that, you know. Thank God for. For mom and dad, because you know, for what they had to go through, especially just getting us started, and right. and you know, like that thing, you know, the, with all the sponsorships getting better and stuff like that, yeah. you know, it. Uh, mom and dad, they had to go through a lot just to get us to the point to to where we could actually kind of have the opportunity to do that, you know. Well, so. you capitalized all three of you guys, did you know? Yeah, you did. Of course, Danny and Robert picks up, and and and. I'm glad that you're still. How are you in the rodeo business right now? I mean, what what are you doing? I know you're supporting the kids and stuff, but how are you still involved? That still makes you feel that way. Well, I basically we're just raising a few horses ourselves, and and then uh, uh, Holly and my wife Holly and, yes. and JC. And so they're running barrels and just like that. I think Holly's qualified for the WCRA deal, and I I don't think we got JC in there this year, but. Uh, uh, and then, you know, with JC being 21 and, and then Treg's 18, so mm-hmm. we're, you know, he's roping a lot. So we're raising and training the horses that they're riding and and just doing what we can as far as keeping good horses in front of them. And, and like, we got the school out there at Goodwell for the, it's for Panhandle State, but just trying to help those boys that are wanting to come up ride Bronx and and any right. other little thing, I'm I'm pretty much a homebody though. I'm once I get to the house, I have too many horses and uh, <laughs> like that. I I I like to do what I can do, but I'm not a I, I'm not a I don't feel that I'm a good speaker like Rob and that. And and that's not my. I I would rather be home riding a colt. Yeah, than, yeah. <laughs> than exactly. I would be. No. And land like that, I appreciate. I mean, I can't say enough how much I appreciate and, and the people I really feel got me down the road. You know, it wasn't just me. I mean, it was, but to come out here every year, this is one time of the year to be out here at the finals and you see everybody that through the last, mm. you know, my whole rodeo career, the last, you know, 30 years, the people that helped me get down the road, you mm. know? And so that's what's so great about this and being able to just thank everybody and, and I appreciate everything that everybody has done. You know that that's yeah, funny. Totally. I was sitting there last night. I went to the performance last night, and I was, I was thinking, you know, because after you've been there, that next year when you're watching it, you you don't. I mean, obviously not a gunsel or, or not that, but you just. I was sitting there and I thought, you know, I've been in that arena, and I, for some reason, I just thought about you. I'm thinking, you know, he's there because he enjoys this, and you come out here and you watch the NFR. Because you enjoy that. And I was sitting there last night thinking that, too. I said, finally, I'm in a spot also that now that, you know, I mean, I've been and, and, and I'm happy with I'm satisfied with one time being in the barrel there. But just sitting there last night watching, that is a great rodeo to watch, too, isn't it? The oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's you. I don't know. You just can't touch it. And and, you know, even even now, depending on what's you know as things happen, the hair's still standing on up on the back of my head because of you know the yeah. scenario that something happened or whatever you know. Yep. And I know, you know, the kids are you know so many new ones coming up, but I know so many of these people that 
that I rodeoed with or, or it's their kids that are rodeoing. Yeah. You know, so just to be able to see that heritage coming on and and just everybody, it's just kind of a big old huge family. It is. It's a great feeling too, it is. isn't it? Yeah. We got to... I want to ask this. So like, it, like, so the way I look at it, we had uh, talked to Trevor Brazil the other day, not here on the podcast, but he mm-hmm. was in the office and kind of said, how's uh, that NFR retired life? You know, and, and he just smiled, you know, and he's, you can tell like he's just happy, right? He did what he did and he's done that. Um, but the, the way I'm sort of look at this now, you know, it, it, it's like parenting, right? You know, you're <laughs> and grandma and grandpa. So the parenting side, there's a lot of work, man. There is a lot of work to parent. Same thing to get yes. in the NFR, right? There's a ton of work to get to the NFR. But once you've done it, did it a lot, won, and now you're retired, you're becoming like that grandparent. So when you get to come back, you enjoy it. You know you don't have to put all that work in. You ain't going to be losing sleep. Right. right. I mean, you're not worried about the next day. The next day is just, well, I get to go to watch the NFR and I get to go maybe sign some autographs or whatever. I mean, has that kind of been that feeling for you after it was done? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I need to start riding Bronx so I can slow down again. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, it, it's great. It's like that. Um, I guess I probably ought to feel sorry for my wife and kids uh, to having me around all the time versus having me gone. But, uh, you know, I, I love it, you know, especially, you know, the kids growing up and, and being able to be there uh, for them. And, and uh, you know, it. it anymore i really don't care where i'm at i mean i've got a lot going on yeah. you know it uh, between board and recipient marriage for ets and i got 300 plus head of them and, oh, and raising some of my own and i like to start everything at least everything we're keeping i like to ride all those cults myself and nice and so you know everything holly and jc's riding and Trey's riding we're raising and training them so i'm i'm very content with being home but in the same sense as long as i'm with the family I, I really don't I don't have to have all that stuff. I mean, I'm going to be playing cowboy or doing something like that yeah, all the time. I'm not going to be, you know, I, I'm I'll never be able to live in a townhouse and it's and in your blood. There's no way. There. I... Yeah, there's I mean, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, say like there's one horse that I've started and just periodic periodically I just got to uh, fast hands, Billy. Nice. Take a uh, day and just go get yeah. on that horse because i like him so much just go get on that horse and ride him around just uh yeah just because you know, yeah, you know so, just but, but yeah, yeah i'm just i'm just uh, as long as i've got holly and the kids with me i'm i'm content wherever so i hear you on that with great. family man that's awesome this is nfr extra and our guest today pro rodeo hall of fame saddle bronc rider billy Etbauer. we will return after the break Looking for tickets to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? StubHub is the official secondary and fan-to-fan site of the rodeo. Fans can buy and sell their tickets through a safe and secure online marketplace. Visit nfrexperience.com. Welcome to NFR 360 where the NFR experience comes to life. This portal transports you to an immersive visual experience, encapsulating the stories and history of the NFR experience. NFR 360 is a collection of newly produced and historical digital content filled with stories about current and legendary contestants, the inside scoop on all the elements of how you experience the National Finals Rodeo, and inside tips that will improve your experience during the NFR 365 days a year. Hi, I'm Cody Wright two-time world champion saddle bronc rider and this is nfr extra nfr extra with billy Etbauer. let's uh let's dive off into some bronx yes um of course the world the 
probably the most famous bronc ride ever was on Cool, you know, when you were, were so many cool people. Cool Dip. Yep. And uh, <laughs> there was a horse, and I, I want to mention this, and I wanted to see what you thought about this horse. He didn't go very long, but he had to be the meanest horse I've ever seen. I wasn't here to watch it, but Polka Dot of Kessler's. Do you remember the big paint that he had that was so mean? He threw Denny when Denny McClanahan was here in the bareback riding, it was a big, tall paint. And I think that was the meanest horse I'd ever seen. What was the meanest horse that you ever, I mean, that you saddled, that you worried about? I know you probably didn't worry about many of them, but because they worried about you more. And I would have mashed you. I would have never let him get out on me. <laughs> I'd have mashed his guts out before I let him spurt me like he did. But Well, there, as far as mean, I don't know, like, Blood brother, he was probably, or, and I don't know right. if you'd, well, and I guess you'd call him mean because he, he, like, when that one year that I rode him there and he come around there and, he, and then he goes and wipes out Terry Carlin there yeah. after the fact, you know, about <laughs> like a bull riding that comes and hunts him down. But like that, it, it wasn't too bad just kind of out there in the arena, but he was a wild, you know, oh, and, yeah. and you didn't know, ever know what he was going to do. But there was a horse, and he actually come to the finals here a time or two, Mr. Tibbs. But that was, he was he was mean because he'd reach back and get a hold of you and bite you, and, you know, he'd, he'd pull you down in <laughs> oh, there. Oh, man, you had to pay attention, <laughs> didn't you? You know, so, yeah, and, and like all that time I got stepped on, like Miss Congeniality, there wasn't nothing mean about her. I just got just out got in front under. of her, and that's where she lit, you know, as a whole there's probably 99% of them, you know, that they're going to miss you if they can, you know, and it, it, it's kind of like that. If you're, sometimes you're, you just can't stay off of them, you know. Right. So, but um, uh, there's a lot of great horses. What was, um, what was the last horse you got on that you, I know that old saddle's probably sitting there at the house sometimes and you may get an itch every once in a while or, but. Do you remember the last and you said, I'm, I'm done? Or, or do you ever just oh, yeah. want to, or did you ever, like... No, I really, I feel, I feel that I was ready to, you know, to be done three years prior to quitting, really. I mean, I was I was ready, you know, yeah. it didn't hit me, but I had been riding a colt there at the house, and, oh, my round pin at that time was just harder than concrete, you know, mm -hmm. and I had this colt dump me on my head, and so I'd go out and rodeo and... And, you know, I was home for two or three weeks trying to heal up from that. Right. And so then I go rodeo, you know, I get out there and I start rodeoing again. And, you know, I get on two or three and I land on my head and I'm in the same scenario. I go back home, heal up. And I did that about three or four times and I run into somebody and, and I'm just thinking, man, I'm just not getting a hint. You know, I need to be quitting. And, and anyway, it's somebody, I, I don't recall who it is, and but anyway, they said, well, you'll, you'll know when you, you know, when, when it's time, you'll know. Right. And, you know, like that, thank God I kept going, because then I won the world after that in 04. Right. And, you know, and but when I rolled off that horse at Houston in, well, it had been 2010 or 2011 mm. there, I rolled off that horse, and, and when I... When I rolled off, I was done. Walking back to shoots, I was done. There wasn't. Wow. Yeah, there wasn't. The no fire problem. went out that quick. I mean, it, well, like, it was like you, you know, say, I, it was a buildup, but you just knew. But you did what you. I yeah, mean, no, I yeah, was ready, yeah. but like that, like kind of the way you know, I kind of well, is what happened. I rolled off him a hung and drug, probably mm -hmm. as far as I ever have, and it kind of messed my shoulder up a little bit. But you know, you can basically, you know, it it wasn't all those scenarios that when I was walking back there, it wasn't because I was hurting is why I was quitting, it's because I didn't want to be able to not be able to go out there and get on my horse and go rope a cow in the pasture right. or play that cowboy life. You know, I was just, 
I was just done. My wife, she was pretty sure I was going to make it to 50. And oh, so, yeah. so when I come home from there, so, you know, then um, I said, I'm done, you know. And she right. said, well, you, you know, when you you can get back. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. you know, That's I, when I'm you start done. playing her Dawson Legate song. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, you know. You know. So, uh, but, but there's a reason why, right? Yeah. Uh, no. So you've won, I'm reading here, five, 51 total NFR go-rounds. You, you're up there with the names of, to the events that you you participate in with Trevor Brazil and Cody O. I mean, that's heavy hitter stuff. Yeah. I mean, you you created a whole bar that the guys that we were, the brothers that we were just talking about of yeah. Saddle Bronc are now trying to, Billy is the bar. How, you're a pretty humble guy. Like, how do you how do you represent that when you go to talk to guys like um, uh, Jacobs Crawley or, you know, the Wright brothers? I mean, do you, you guys, do you talk to these guys at all? Or, I mean, do you guys well, engage a lot? Well, no, I, I basically get along with all these guys, you yeah. know, but I'm not, uh, I'm not one to basically come out and preach or tell you something yeah. that you need to do or whatever that, you know, if you, if you come ask me something, I'm going to, I'll give you my five cents worth of what it is, yeah. you know, but, uh, when you get all done, especially when you get to this caliber, you know, they're just like, you know, those little things that can help you along, but yep. you kind of got to pick what's going to work for you. And, but still you've got to be able to keep your mind open enough that you can try this or try that. That might get you just a little bit farther forward mm. in, in, in your game. Uh, I you bet know? they ask. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. I, I mean, if I, if first of all, if I'm Saddlebrook and I understand his accolades, Anytime I can get with Billy, Billy Atbauer, I'm taking it. Yeah. You know? Mainly, yeah. they just like hanging out with well, Bill, though, because well, yeah. that's, the, that's the best part of it is, you know. <laughs> like us right here? The respect, yes. <laughs> the respect that you have in the sport with the, mm -hmm. with those guys. I mean, it doesn't matter. It may be a different era now. These are all like, nothing more disheartening than seeing a guy, that guy's still riding? No, that's his son. <laughs> yeah, no, don't you get that one well, I've, I've been called grandpa for my boy more than I have dad. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I know. I know. I used to see that on the list. I'd say, why is he entered? Oh, it's his son. It's a little kicky a little bit. <laughs> so, Billy, you're attached to Cool Alley Dip. So, how, do you, when, back when that was going on, and then you got to ride him again at the NFR, did you at that moment in time were you realizing that you're you're moving up this echelon of who you are, or did you not even think about it? Or some, did you feel like some some special stuff going on with what you were setting the bar for at that time? Well, it, no, I mean, no, I mean, I, I wasn't trying to change nothing. I yeah. mean, every time I come out here to the finals, I was basically trying to be as physically fit and mentally fit, and and just have everything as perfect as you could and just come out. Mm. And what you guys saying earlier about, you know, you've got your basics, you know, yeah. and you basically, you know, if you've, if you've done everything you can to prepare for where, for what you're wanting, yep. you know, you just go out and do the basics and, and hopefully it's there when you get all done. So I, I can't change anything or, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's not my choice. You know, I just go do best job i can do and it is what it is when you get all done and everything plays out yeah, yeah. um that's I, what brad germison said yeah exactly the same thing it's mm. so funny that these two are odd jobs so, someone's like neighbors i guess um <laughs> the um we've seen as a bareback rider former um nowhere at this level but we've seen the bareback rigging changed so much from the old way to now i mean there are monsters of course and i'm not saying well you know back in the day they had to ride in this and that because the horses <laughs> are just a hundred times ranker now obviously and you see that go down there one night and watch and you'll see you'll be right. glad you're not in the bareback yep. riding or bronc riding 
Has the Bronx saddle changed a lot, or what could change on a Bronx saddle? Maybe that from from when you started to now, was there this new thing like the what they call the big tit on the side of the bareback riding glove, yep. and these riggins are mashed way up and stuff? What yep. what what do you think has changed, or is there a change in it? Well, I don't think really as a whole. Now, if you're talking 50 years ago, yeah, it has changed quite a little bit because mm. like the leathers used to be solid all the way around where. Uh, right now you know basically as long as the outside of your leathers are tight then you don't really have to worry about the insides there's insides there you know but yeah. it's not maintaining because you can set your saddle up uh nowadays a lot quicker than what you used to be able to you know like just like if a horse runs through a chute and, and pulls out a stirrup you know it just jerks your 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 leather out and then you just put a new, another one back in there rather than tearing everything up you right. know so but basically kind of as a core of the whole saddle you know they've got the the rules on you know what this saddle can or can't be you know like mm-hmm. the the swells can only be so deep and and you know your d's have to be set you know no farther than this back and you know so there are stipulations that can kind of minimize you to what you can change so you I can't see. you can't get in there and, and then just all of a sudden put a seat belt in your saddle and, okay you know, that's what i was so, wondering if it, maybe <laughs> so, the setup or the, the height yeah so no the, there's there's stipulations on on how much dip you can have and and yeah. stuff like that so uh, really i think they the gist of the saddle as a whole yeah hasn't changed that much especially in the last 30 years but you know, it, it has, you know, through the years, it's always changed a little bit. Somebody little, finds something. Yeah, and just a little something yeah. to take a bulk of leather out of there that's going to make it more comfortable for you or something like that. Yeah. So. What saddle did you ride in? What, what? I rode uh, Old Salisbury. A oh, did you? A six Salisbury. No kidding. Yeah. And I, that was the only saddle that I could ride that wouldn't keep my tail broke all the time. Really? Mm. I tried all, like, one time. I, I had a Hamley for a while. Mm-hmm. I rode in a doll for a while that was real well, but... Uh, between uh, the trees breaking and uh, and people just needing their saddles back, then I got <laughs> Ty Cowan in yeah. South Dakota, and that's who I grew up with, and and uh, that's what his dad given him one in high school, and Ty was a big old boy, and so that's what I started in, and then once I won the world, then Ty gave me that saddle, and I oh, wow. found another one and replaced that. So, but like that saddle, I. It was always the same saddle. So if I was having trouble and things was going south, when everybody else got a new saddle and they blamed it on the saddle, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was me. You know. So, so I didn't stuff. have anything because I always, you know, it was. It was always me because I had the same saddle from from basically day one to. Yes. to you know, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah, we with, were. With Brett, I mean, yeah. We changed the bareback rig in twice a year at least. Yep. Oh, maybe more. You know. Yep. Yep. And, um, and well, saddles were eight hundred bucks, and now they're twenty eight hundred bucks, aren't yeah. they? For, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in each tree you build, you know, everything's a little bit different about it. And I mean, it makes sense, but sure. you know, still, when you get all done, you know, I don't know when you get. It's just that mental game, you know, that you've just got to be able to get in there and take. It's care comfortable, of your job and, yeah. yeah. I used to hear stories about they'd take a brand new saddle, throw it in the bathtub, and run over the tree and <laughs> yeah. break it. And, that was definitely in the old days. I don't think they're doing yeah, that anymore. No. <laughs> yeah. There's been some run yeah, over, but it was because ago. they were hanging out at my house and they forgot it and they yes. ran over it the next day. <laughs> You're listening to NFR Extra with our guest, five-time world champ, saddle bronc rider, Billy Epauer. We will finish our conversation after the break. Mm-hmm. 
Every December, the eyes of the rodeo world are on the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, the world's richest and most prestigious rodeo. And now you can follow the NFR all year long at nfrexperience.com. You'll find information on Cowboy Christmas and the Junior World Finals, unique blogs and content, access to NFR Extra, and much more. With the Stay in the Loop Club, you'll also have a chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas 2021 for the world's greatest rodeo. Don't get left in the dust. Stay in the loop, stay in the know, and win at nfrexperience.com. I'm Jake Finlay, joining you on NFR Extra. Billy Epauer is here on NFR Extra. Billy, you brought up, um, you know, your, the health, right, and the mind game. During those runs, coming to Thomas Mack Center, what were you, first of all, where were you staying, and then what were you doing each day to keep your body, like, in your mindset because of the runs that you went on, you had to be disciplined. So what, what were you doing here in Vegas in between the times that you had to ride for eight seconds? Well, between like, you know, we were, I guess that I stayed at between, well, I've been here 21 times. I've yeah. never wear from Binion to the MGM to the South Point. Been to uh, all. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> but, but basically, you know, and, and like that, once I had Holly and the kids, yep. then, you know, you're, you're kind of catering to them. But as a whole, I, I was just up every, every morning trying to get my exercise done, trying to make sure that I stay rested up. You know, and, and just like that, being having a sponsorship of Express, I had one guy to take care of. Nice. You know, and he was very good about just, you know, taking care of my job. And, you know, so he really, you know, and I've done everything I can for them, and but he never required me to do anything. You know, he knew I was going to do what I could do for him when I could do it, you know. Yeah. But if I was sore, if I needed extra time to do whatever, or if I needed, say we had to do something and I needed more time to exercise or whatever, you know, but uh, just, I guess, just enjoying the family yeah. and, and trying to stay healthy and, and keep everything together to get through it. Yeah, every cowboy has got a different take. You know, I, I'm always fascinated by the Super Bowl because they say sometimes that's where you win and lose that week before. Yeah. Because you lose your mind, you're having a good time wherever it's at, and then yeah. you, you end up losing the Super Bowl. And we've had people on here, and it's 50-50, right? It's either yeah. I get there and I'm enjoying Vegas, I worked hard to get here and I'm going to enjoy this, or I'm... I'm sticking to my game. I've done what I'm going to keep doing. What's got me here. Then again, I guess if others are already having a good time at other rodeos, I guess, yeah, if you get to Vegas, why would sure, you, why would you change that, right? it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, you know, <laughs> yeah, everybody's got their different scenario, you yeah. know, but, uh, like that, I mean that I'm, I'm, uh, as a whole, it's, it's kind of like game day. You're not going to work as hard game day yep. probably as you are, yeah. you know, prior to. So it isn't like you're on a, real regiment with with just really working out harder i wasn't you know but i was always in the staying limber and making sure that i was up and my back was straight and you know that i was just feeling good you know that i was still feeling strong and and limber and and loose so so coming yeah i didn't even think about this so we're just talking about that now but if you're coming to vegas so let's go back to 80s when you're coming here i know for sure none of these hotels are having the, the amazing gyms that they have in their hotels today. Right. Whereas today you go, you have spa treat, you got a million things that you're going to, as an athlete that you can take advantage of. And I'm pretty sure they take care of you guys if you want that. Right. Yeah. Did you have some of that at some of these places? Did, did some of these, cause you're, you know, you're part of the newer era of coming to the new millennium. So you, you're part of some of the hotels. Did anything have that? Did you take advantage of that? Like MGM or any of these yep. folks? Oh yeah. Yep, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's and, awesome. that, and well, and I guess that was kind of the, 
the main one after when I got hurt and stuff was yep. uh, was the MGM. But yeah, I'm yeah. I just definitely you know and, and like that. I wasn't down there all day or nothing like that, you know. But I was down there and the kids was a little bitty and they'd be down there walking on the walkers <laughs> and stuff. With oh me, yeah. You know? So <laughs> it was most cool. of the time trying to keep to keep the kids out of trouble nice. while you was down there. Doing <laughs> yeah, that stuff. But no, all that everything helps if, if especially you know to. Just sitting around is so hard, especially yeah. on like my back, you know, it was just brutal. So I just always kind of basically kind of had to keep just getting up and going, whether yeah, kind of like versus driving all night versus sitting in your on your rear end all day, you know, that as long as I'm not sitting around, I'm pretty good to go. But nice. you just can't do too much sitting. Like you're like, if you get called at noon uh, in Vegas on day three, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm just I'm locked in and I got to yep. go. Yep. Um, the thinking part. I like asking this stuff. Uh, first time I was hanging out with Jacobs Carl a few years ago, I asked this because it was, it first hit me. I was like, oh my God, you guys got to go ride eight seconds. And then whether you, you're good or not, you got to wait 24 hours for that eight seconds. If you didn't do well, what was going, I mean, did you try to keep your mindset, like not thinking about that and just going on to the next one? Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, I, I guess you're going to go through the scenario. I mean, you're going to, try to figure and basically by the time you get done riding you know yeah you know what happened whether my feet hung or he ducked left duck right whatever basically you know and you know i've been here and couldn't ride a stick horse to water and and i've been <laughs> you know and then i've had unbelievable years yeah. you know and so you you just work with it and just try to keep your focus and yeah. stay to your basics and just take care of business and you know it uh just like you know that if it guys having trouble just like could call robert or danny or whatever somebody throw their 10 cents in there nice. you might tweak something here or there you know and on your bros yeah, so, yeah. So, okay so and this is something that i i, I think we got to start asking this with all these multiple champions because okay. uh beaver brought up a good point you won the first one no problem right i'm just i'm kind of setting the stage here but he said it's coming after the next one the next one that's when the hard part of it, the thinking part, the body part. How did it feel? Any, how harder did it get to win? I mean, after you got that first one. Well, I, I don't know. I guess I really didn't try to. I didn't try to change my mindset. I mean, nice. I didn't feel that I. I mean, yeah, sure, you wanted to win another world title. Yep. But but like that, I mean, we were still our team, and and like Robert won the world in ninety and ninety one, mm -hmm. and I won it ninety two. You know, so as long as one of the four of us was in it there for 93, you know, it didn't happen that way. Yeah. But, you know, but that was what we're striving for. But, you know, I would, I did, uh, you know, I wouldn't expect that I, I mean, I didn't ever feel that I had to win the one, you know, I didn't yeah. have to win the next one. Yeah. But I'm sure going to try to. Yeah, sure. You know, so, that's so, interesting. so to me, it, I, <laughs> I didn't, I don't feel that it changed from one year to the next year. I still wanted to go win a world title nice. or else I wanted one of these guys to, yeah. you know, so it was just, just doing the same old deal. Just take care of your end and, and doing what you could and, and doing what you can to help them. Wow. Right. How often do you see your brothers? Uh, not very often anymore. And it's kind of give or take. We do the school the second weekend in May out there. And uh, periodically, I talk to them, depending on what's going sure. here and there. And uh, Trell and Shade, Robert's boys, uh, mm -hmm. I get to see them quite often, or more so because they're kind of rodeoing around little girl and a little bit. And then my girls are rodeoing with them, so I periodically gotcha. I get to see them. But Robert doing the college rodeo deal, the coaching, sure. and, 
and that he's kind of gone doing that and i don't get through that panhandle uh very often so <laughs> i well, did gaiman I, I don't blame you yeah, I, I saw five it. different <laughs> seasons at gaiman one time last year it rained snowed cold uh, hot no thank you yeah did y'all did y'all ever have to stop at the railroad tracks and just beat the hell out of each other ever traveling no no you know i i want to tell you that we didn't have a you know a little bit of miscommunication here or there but as far as i like the way you say that yes as far as a knockdown drag out i don't i don't know if everybody anybody ever punched anybody you know because donnie and pete used to stop well you know how those two were and yeah and jim but jim was always younger but donnie and pete they used to throw each other out of the car they'd go to the railroad tracks and they finally got so tired of beating each other up and finally pete said to him and we'll talk about this when donnie says I'm just tired of trying to whoop you. And he said, I'm tired of you trying to whoop me. And they finally was sitting in a in a rest area bathroom one day. And I'm tired of hitting you. <laughs> and I'm tired of getting hit. So they, love. Yeah, you know, I just, I wonder being in there so much. And But, you know, y'all well, were always supporting each other. That's what, it was well, such an envious thing to have somebody like that. Because we all rodeoed by ourselves. All we had was our traveling partners. You had brothers. Yeah, you know? that are champions, right? Like, I mean, you get to lean on people. And sure. It's amazing. No, it, it was good. And like that, we're, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we really, we didn't have hardly that big of a discussion that you'd have to worry about a fist fight, yeah. you know, because there wasn't anything that big going on, you know, that, uh, nothing that a couple beers couldn't take care of. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it nice. just, uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know. We all got along Craig, you threw him in the mix and yeah, it just seemed like we was having fun and, and God, uh, to be Craig and get to be with these guys. Yeah, Can seriously. you imagine what a joy? Well, and be? I mean, it, Look, I mean, at the end of the day, Billy, you've been so consistent. You created, you created something that everyone pays attention to, and and you know, you think you got family that has also done that. And like I said, I'm always an outsider looking in. When you hear the name Billy Etbauer, you just right away you think consistency, you think champion, and you know, obviously, all this what you've said has supported you and got to this point. It's some beautiful stuff, man. Yeah, it's, it is. Well, thank very you. Nice. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Such Appreciate a class it. act champion. We have really enjoyed today. Oh with my you. goodness. This is, this is a joy. Uh, you're a hero. Well, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, you are. thanks to every, it's everybody's help out there in express ranches, you know, because it, it, it takes everybody just like that. I mean, that's what's making yeah. it so fun. Yeah. Yep. Is, uh, I've done that 300 uh, times. It's <laughs> okay. Yes. Trust it, me. It's everybody, it's everybody's help and coming yeah. and saying hi and thank you. And you know, and, and just, it's, I just can't say enough for the people and, and Mr. Falk has just been a, a blessing and, and I'm just, you'll always be an icon in the sport. Yeah, you will. And that's gotta be something, you know, we all strive for somebody just to remember who you were, but, you're Billy Atbauer. What, like they cannot play Billy Get Your Gun at the NFR. They can't. No. There's, no. Like, honestly. No, they won't ever. I mean, it's I a mean, retired in, number. Yeah, absolutely. It's a retired number in the yeah. top of the Thomas and Mac. So it's been a pleasure today. Yeah, this is I awesome. I look forward to it. Good luck on the horses. Good luck with the daughters. I've got one in college. She won the region this year. And I know, Perfect. you know, and I've always said, it's not what you've done. It's what your kids do that make you the proudest. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of how this done. And I'm so glad you're getting some time with them and getting to sit yeah. there. You earned it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoy everything. all this. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for thank coming you. on the show, Billy. This thank is you. fantastic. We want to give a thousand thanks to Billy Epauer for hanging out with us on NFR Extra. Want to experience more of NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a big five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.
NFR Extra. All dirt. All rodeo. All year. Gotta make it out to Vegas. Where the big boys roam. With the rovers and the racers and the bulls and the browns. And the ladies in the skin tight wrangers. And 